Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Press the button, my friend. The Outbound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Good morning. Welcome in. Your SEC Insider hit today is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your auto and home. Save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. They will take care of you and your family in any of the 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Our guests join us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. We welcome in our friend Brad Edwards. Spent 25 years at ESPN in the world of college football and some hoops and baseball. And uh, Brad joins us on 105.9 The Zone. Brad Edwards, good morning. Good morning, Bo. How is everything? Well, now that you're on the phone, I hear your voice. It's better. I hope you're doing well. Good. good. It's been a while. It has. Um, we're going to drop some audio for you. And uh, Nick Saban's at a golf tournament last week talking about parody. And uh, we got a big chuckle out of it. But I'd like to get your thoughts, Blake. Well, you know, I think one of the things that I'd like to see us be able to work back to is you know, everything in college football has always had parity. You know, same scholarship. You know, same academic support, healthcare, whatever it is, and um, you know, I don't think we have that balance right now, which could affect you know the parity of college football and college athletics as a whole. So, um, and I know we got a lot of good people working on it, and uh, I'm sure they'll come up with a good solution for us. All right, and then Lane Kiffin uh, quote tweeted that and said basically that. Uh, does Nick Saban even know what parody is? Uh, Brad Edwards, you covered the sport for a long time, and you got to see a few eras come and go and teams come and go. Um, your thoughts on Nick Saban talking parody in college football? Yeah, what he means is if we start right now, it's going to take several years to actually accomplish this. And so by the time I finish dominating 
and I retire, then parity can be in place. That's that's what he means. Um, no, I, I've I've heard Saban talk about this stuff many times over the years, and I, I don't know. Maybe it was because he used the word parity. I, I don't know why it was such a big deal this time. Uh, but he, but he's been saying this for over a decade now that there, certain things are uh, not to the advantage of the well-being of the sport, I, I guess, is is the best way to put it. And and so you, you, you kind of have this dichotomy between, you know, there being a guy who uh, not only wants to dominate, but is actually dominating, and at the same time wanting what is best for college football. And, it, you know, at times those seem to be at odds with each other. But, I mean, let's let's go back to about 10 years ago or so, you know, when – his defenses were, were having trouble as everybody else was with these, you know, spread up tempo offenses. And, and he said, is this what we want football to be? And everybody interpreted that to mean, Oh, he can't compete this way. So therefore he wants to, to keep the sport from being like this because he's going to fall behind. I think what he meant was, we're going to have an even better advantage if this is what you want this to be because the more plays there are in a game, the more it favors the team with the better players, and no we have the better question. players. So so if, if you want to play like this, do so at your own risk because it's going to give us more of an advantage than we already have. Yeah. And, and look what happened, okay? As soon as Alabama decided to open up the offense, with Lane Kiffin obviously being the guy who, who really started that uh, back in 2015, 14, 2014, um, look what's happened to Alabama's offense, and uh, it has has been, um, if, if not the best in college football over that span, certainly right up there with you know with with Oklahoma and whomever else you you might throw into that conversation. Uh, but but now you, they've gone from being a, a program that dominated on defense to one that that really beats you uh, with their offense, and and then you've seen the same thing in the last few years where. Saban actually even when they went to the playoff uh Saban was like are you are you sure this is what you want to do because you know as he was saying this it, it's not the best thing for the bowl system you know it's going to it's going to make some of these other bowl games even less meaningful than they already are and and that that's true um but but what's happened is the playoff has made it more likely that the best team is going to win i mean you you could have one big upset in a single game. But when you get to where you've got to get to, the, to that point and win two games against top competition, the odds of, of the underdog coming out on top – in fact, have we even seen it in the playoff era? I don't think so. No. You know, I mean, th th there's always been a big difference between being good enough to get to the playoff and being good enough to win it. And the truth is only four or five teams are actually good enough to win it any given year. And, and I think Saban saw that, and he asked, is this what we want? Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, now we see the same thing with the transfer portal. We see the same thing with NIL. Every change that is made that people think is going to make the sport better, and, and, and maybe these things have made the sport better, but what they've also done is that they have made the rich richer. And, of course, Alabama is, is up at the top of, of the rich, and, and especially with Saban there, um, the gap between them and most other teams in the country just keeps getting wider and wider because of all these things. And I think that's what he's getting at, is that 
is look, at some point, we've got to reel this stuff back in and give everybody else a chance. Because if Alabama's not winning it, it's going to be Georgia or LSU or Clemson or Ohio State. Is there anyone else that even has a shot? I mean, I'm, you know, you've got to recruit at a certain level to have a chance to win those last two games against that level of competition. And at the moment, I mean, look, maybe if USC gets it going, they could have that type of talent. But there, there aren't many, many programs in the country that are even capable of getting there. And, and I, I think that's the essence of what he's trying to say. Is he going to care if nobody does anything and he wins three more national titles? Probably not. No. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And where you're going, Brad Edwards uh, spent 25 years at ESPN, joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Even since we expanded from the BCS, which you were all over, you were ESPN's BCS insider. Since we expand to the four teams in college football, we haven't had four teams that could win it in the college football playoff. Brad? Yeah, you know, I would say the one exception to that would be 2017. And that was when uh, Alabama got in as the four seed. And that was even controversial. You may remember. Ohio State had two losses that year, uh, but they were a Big Ten champion, and there was debate as to who should get the fourth spot. And Alabama got in as the fourth seed, and they end up you know, beating Clemson, the one seed in the semifinal. And then you had that incredible Georgia-Oklahoma Rose Bowl as the other semifinal, and, and obviously another incredible game uh, with overtime yet again in the championship. So you could make an argument 2017, even if maybe you throw Ohio State in the mix and say it's possible five teams, any of those five teams could have won it that year. In my opinion, that was Oklahoma's best team that we, I mean. Oh, when they played Georgia say, out in the Rose Bowl to get there? Yeah, that's, that's the one that, that, was a great yeah, game. that blew the lead against Georgia and Baker Mayfield. I, I would say um, that was probably the best team Oklahoma has had since 2008. So that if, if Oklahoma was going to have a chance to win it, that was that was their chance. And they were good enough. They they could have won the national championship uh if they'd gotten by Georgia, but uh but they didn't, obviously. The only other the only other year I would point to would be the very first one, two thousand fourteen, which also was a year where the four seed won the playoff. That was the Ohio State Cardell Jones uh team and the the thing is though that year the four best teams were not the teams that were in the playoff although that's I think that's often the case the four best teams aren't actually the four that are in there Florida State was undefeated defending national champion they had to be in but they weren't that good and they had had a lot of close calls during the season managed to survive 
the fifth team, the, the one that didn't get in, uh, was TCU. And, and Ole Miss fans remember how good that TCU team was because they had to play them in the bowl game. So I, I think there were four teams. Um, if you substitute TCU for, for Florida State, I think there were four teams that year that might have been good enough to win it. But, okay. but you're right. I mean, most, most of the team mo- – excuse me, most, most of the time – um, there is no more than, I don't know, I would say most of the time two? you've got two teams, maybe three, that are good enough to win. Last year, was last year obviously, there were two. Um, so it's just, it's, it's, it's just, we've gotten to a point, and this is very different, Bo. I mean, you remember, I mean, you don't even have to be as old as we are, you know, to go back, um, and when I say that, I mean, like, you know, anywhere in the range of 50, I mean, go go back to the BCS years. I mean, think about there there was a there was a national championship game in 2010 between Auburn and Oregon, neither of which put very many players into the NFL. That's a good point. You know, and and I mean, Cam Newton was the difference that year because he was just I mean, he was just an all time great college football player, but. Um, you know, you don't have to go back all that far to have some seasons where there were some teams that were, you know, seriously in the mix for the national championship uh, that didn't have, you know, the type of talent that the best teams have I think today. those days, first of all, you're right. You're spot on. And I think those days are over with the way yeah. that Saban and Unless Smart. changes. Yeah, because, yeah. Brad, you know this. Once Saban got in and realized, all right, I, I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to recruit in the Sun Belt. If I want a player in California or New Jersey or wherever, I'll go get him. I'll go even more into the South Florida if I choose to do so. Uh, I, I just think that totally changed, and people adjusted and adapted to that, like Smart, and I think we'll have some others. Napier, you mentioned Lincoln Riley. I think he's going to bring them back. That's a good point. I think we're so far from that 2010 example today how do you see it yeah no, you're you're right and i mean it's not that long ago but at the same time you look at the recruiting rankings and um i i don't i mean look we we can't sit there and go back and try to analyze recruiting uh any further than what 20 years ago probably right. not even quite 20 years ago um but but what you just said is is absolutely true which is that not so long ago it was a a local and regional sport as far as the recruiting went. I mean, it was, it was rare for schools to have a lot of players in their roster who weren't at least from a bordering state, you know, you know, more than two, more than one state over, you you didn't have a whole lot of guys on the team like that. Now the best teams have a bunch of them. Um, And I mean, even Texas A&M, like this, this past recruiting class that, that obviously got, so much praise and so much attention. I mean, the Texas schools have always taken pride on not having to go outside the state to, to fill a talented roster. And, and Jimbo, and, and this is, you know, this is not year one Jimbo. This is Jimbo after having been there for a few years and seeing what he could do within the state. Even in Texas, Jimbo decided, hey, I need to go all over the country and grab guys if I'm going to be able to compete. And, and of course, the other part of this now is, is NIL, where you start looking at these collectives and the way that the schools that are able to just pile up money from boosters um, are able to do more than the schools that have less money, 
mean, we're widening the gap again. And the, the schools with money are the same ones that are up there at the top. Now, look, there there could be some others like an A&M that hadn't been up there for the last few years that, that maybe now this levels the playing field for them because they can kind of buy their way in. Um, maybe, you know, there's some others like that in the power five, but if, but if you're, if you're the, the typical power five team, you have less of a chance competing for four and five stars now than you did two years ago. Yes. And yeah. And I, and I, you know, is that good for the sport? It, it's hard to say how it could be. Brad Edwards, 25 years at ESPN college football insider on the out of bounds show. Uh, so with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Southern Cal, I'll never forget you telling me I don't remember, 18 years ago or whatever, um, you were traveling around with ESPN and you you went to a, uh, you attended a, I think a Tuesday practice with Pete Carroll at Southern Cal. And you said, Bo, you will not believe it, but Pete Carroll goes ones versus ones yeah. in practice. So you know what that program can be again. And Lincoln looks like he is getting after it in both recruiting and the transfer portal. Would you be surprised if he's the first one to kind of bring a team back that we know has been there before, Brad? No, I, I wouldn't be. Um, I, I, I think the, the question is, uh, can he recruit on the Pete Carroll level? Because that's what it's going to take to catch up with the, you know, with the Alabamas and Georgias and, you know, Ohio States, whatever. He didn't, recruit poorly at Oklahoma. Um, but, you know, obviously when those teams – and look, I mean, Bob Stoops obviously built it, Lincoln took over, and he wasn't there so long that you would say that he – I mean, maybe his last year he finally had his team in there where it was like all his guys. But, um, um, but you know, most of his teams were kind of made up of a lot of inherited players. So it's really hard to say – um, how well he can build a program at this stage, but you know the, the last couple of years they they did drop off a little bit, which which I, I you know 
I don't know. I'd say that concerns me, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't give me a ton of confidence that he's an elite head coach, uh, having having seen the program take a small step back after he had all of his own guys in there. So, um, you know, can he recruit at a level higher than what he was doing? Um, and he's going to have to. He's going to have to because he's going to need talent on both sides of the ball. You don't need to be what Georgia was this past year. Now, now Georgia this past year needed to be that defensively <laughs> um, in order to win the national title. But in most years, you're not going to need a defense of that caliber uh, as, as if anyone could actually do that again. <laughs> um, you're not going to need that to win the national championship uh, most seasons. You're, you're going to need a great offense and a serviceable defense, which is something he never had at Oklahoma. So that's where the recruiting is going to come in. Now, being in Southern California, he should have enough talent available uh, to be able to dominate uh, his area and the rest of the Pac-12. But, you know, another thing that's different, Bo, from when Pete Carroll was there, you know, we talked about how much it's changed since even 2010. Right. It, it, Carroll had locked down the state of California, certainly Southern California, but really most of the state. Any, any player in that state he wanted, he got. I, I don't know that that's necessarily true now for Lincoln Riley. I mean, even if he has success, there has already been such a, a mass exodus of the, the top talent in that state going uh, mostly to the southeast that there's a draw there, and, and he's going to have to really prove it on the field, I think, in order to, to be able to accomplish what Carroll did as far as building that wall around California uh, or, or the West Coast in general because you know it, it's going to take USC either winning a national championship or coming close for players to buy in, you know, to that yeah. being possible um, and in wanting to go to USC instead of an Alabama or, a you know, Georgia, Ohio State, whatever. Brad Edwards on the Out of Bounds show and the Corona premier guest line. Do you think, Ohio, real quick, do you think Ohio State could get hurt? It, Cristobal, I don't know how much he'll win, but I think Cristobal and Napier are going to keep more players in the state of Florida. I think they're going to get after yeah. it and, and be aggressive, Brad. And I'm hearing some good things from both. Uh, could that hurt Ohio State, who who started dipping hard into Florida and getting kids to fly through Atlanta and get to Columbus? How do you see that, Brad? Yeah, you know, I have a hard time uh, deciding who I think it's going to affect the most. Uh, certainly, Ohio State's gotten some good players out of there, but so has Alabama. I mean, you think about I mean, just at, at receiver alone, you know, Alabama got uh, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, and Jerry Judy three in a row, all out of South Florida. I mean, that's right there in, in what's now Chris, Cristobal's backyard. Um, just, I mean, took them. Those are players that would have, in the past, always gone to Miami. And they were, you know, all just very, very important players for championship teams that Alabama had. You know, and then uh, – I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, Georgia gets some guys. Clemson has gotten guys out of Florida. Maybe not, you know, all the way down to South Florida. Um, but I, I think it's just going to be more difficult for everybody to go down there. Maybe, maybe for Ohio State, it's a bigger deal just because they're not going to get as much talent in their region as mm -hmm. as some of the like. You know, look, I mean, Alabama is obviously not going to build a championship team mostly from the state of Alabama. But even if they lose a few guys from Florida, they can pick up, you know, they can pick up somebody else from Georgia or Louisiana or whatever. I mean, just 
they can they can still get enough guys out of that region of the country, whereas Ohio State pretty much is going to have to get about half their starters um, from well away from Columbus in order to be able to, to continue to compete at this level. So um, I don't know. Hey, maybe maybe this is what Saban needs for his parody, right? <laughs> <laughs> Some great recruiters to end up at uh, in Florida and California, and and if that happens. That that will put a little bit of a dent. And I, I tell you who it is advantage to, though. I think it's advantage to Georgia because Georgia, there's so much talent in that state. I know Kirby goes out of state and gets guys, but he doesn't have to. Um, I, I want to say I want to say that um, Georgia was, I believe, second in the uh, most players drafted in the in the recent NFL draft. Right. State of Georgia high schools. So I mean, it's. There, there's enough there that Kirby doesn't have to leave the state to to have, if not the best roster, at least still very close to it. So, so I, I don't know that he's as dependent as some of the others are uh, on on going into Florida to get to get great players. Blake, do you have a? We've got two minutes yeah, or less. It's quick. So okay. we started this whole thing about parity, and one of the things that Bo and I came up with was this list. And I said, obviously, you have right now Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State have the talent profile year in and year out to be title contenders. But then we came up with six other schools that I said, you know, if they have the right QB, right, they other things line up for them. LSU, Florida, Southern Cal, Texas, Clemson, and Miami. Of those, LSU, Florida, and Clemson have shown you they can do it in recent years. The other three haven't. Do you agree with that list? And also, is there another team who you might put on that list of any given year they have the talent profile if they hit the QB position the right way? Yeah, and you know, when you said that, you just reminded me, um, as much as I'm saying that it's kind of advantage to Georgia in recruiting with those guys, you know, going to Florida, where it's not an advantage is if Florida actually becomes good, right? right? Like, <laughs> if Florida becomes good, that's going to affect Georgia more more so than, than just not being able to get players out of there. But um, I, I agree with your list. I would add Texas A&M because who knows what Texas A&M could have done the last two years if they had had a really good quarterback. Um, if Jimbo gets one, maybe um, that changes things. You know, off the top of my head, I, I, I can't think of another one. I, I just – I. You know, maybe maybe Florida State, but Florida State's going to have to upgrade recruiting all over the roster again first before the quarterback would make enough difference for them. But uh, we, you know, we've seen it. We, we know we know how much difference it makes to have the quarterback. I think the big thing is, what's the likelihood that two or three of the schools that are already dominating are not also going to have a great quarterback? Right. Because in recent years they have. Um, but but yeah, you, you get a Joe Burrow. And you got the receivers and running backs and all that to go with them, then you can have that that one great year. All right, I'm going Napier and Lincoln Riley turn the corner before any of the others that we were discussing, but we'll see. Hey, it was we'll uh, see, man. it was great to catch up, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, thank you guys, Brad okay. Edwards on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Joining us on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, author of the book. Dynasty by the Numbers on the Saban era and the greatest decade-plus run in college football history. Brad Evers joining us on the Out of Bounds Show. If you missed any of the show, please hit Apple Podcasts or Spotify and search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. We'll be back tomorrow. 
Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans at 830. Breeze back in the NFL. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.